Up For It with Courtney Ammenhauser. The best of the week. You're listening to Up For It on FBI 94.5. My name's Courtney Ammenhauser. And you know what? It's time to talk about food. Clam chowder followed by beef steak on rice. God, it's a snack attack. Nick Jordan beaming in. Hey, mate. Good morning. <laughs> can you see me stroking my my beard? I can see you stroking your beard, and I was like, should I bring this up? And you brought I it up yourself. I just realised that my beard. <laughs> Yeah, it's dusty. dusty. Like my facial hair has dust in it. I've never noticed that before. How weird and unnerving. <laughs> and what an unusual time to notice as well, right before you go on live radio. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> I guess I didn't need to announce it to the world. But the more you know, you just... You want uh, to talk about this more or should we move on? Maybe we should talk about salad. But, yeah, you know, yeah. I feel like it's part of the segment now as we always talk about something completely irrelevant. <laughs> Today, <laughs> yeah. dust. It's not planned, I'll have you know? They always just come up. Yeah. I kind of like it. I never know what's going to happen when snack time kicks off. Keeps me on my toes. You know, I'm still, I'm still feeling bothered about plot holes, by the way. I just wanted to, you know, that's a previous one I just wanted to quickly go back to. Mm-hmm. Like dust in my beard. I'm going to forget about this moment. <laughs> People complaining about plot holes, still a gripe of mine. Fun sponges. That's right. They are fun sponges. Absolutely. Totally. Like whoever watched or read The Return of the King for the very first time and at the end thought, why didn't the eagles just drop the rings in the volcano? Like no one, anyone with a pure heart just felt joy and sadness in that moment. If you have a thought about that film, 0409, number five, five, please. I feel like Nick, I haven't seen it, but I feel like Nick needs uh, some support (laughs) on that. We are going to talk about salads today, though, Nick. I love salad. Do you like salad? Oh, you know what? Yes, I absolutely love salad. Yeah, I feel like... what it is. Yeah, I'm confused about what it is, too. And I also feel like it's very easy because of the whole, like, uh, you know, in The Simpsons when Homer's like, you can't make friends with salad to Lisa. I feel like that was like a whole thing. But salad is delicious. Yeah, totally. I, I think actually that Homer, I mean, I think the context in America is a little different to what we have here. And I think that their salad is still sort of like a bit of a gendered food. And I think we have less of that here. And not only is it like very gendered, but there's also like still a kind of real class thing where it's like, you eat meat if you have the mark for it. Mm. And like salad is kind of, a, you know, I think it's kind of an interesting example of this as well. The, um, that Jerry Seinfeld scene where he goes on a date at a steakhouse and the waiter comes up and asks them what they want. And he says, just the salad. And I think the use of the word just there is so fascinating because like if there's confidence in the world that salads are cool and salads are tasty, you say a salad, please. Totally. But, but when you're saying like just the salad, yeah, it gives it this kind of weird inferiority. Anyway, I think I... the point I'm making about all of this <laughs> is like salads were once seen as a really kind of not particularly interesting thing that you may have just eaten for nutrition or because they were just the available seasonal ingredients. I'm talking about an Australian context now, but I really think that has like that kind of thinking has gone away a lot and maybe still exists in maybe like particularly older men in Australia, 
But I really think we're in like the golden age of salad. I mean, maybe we can move on from the golden age to whatever is better than that, the cosmic metal age of salad. Whatever. <laughs> that sounds pretty awesome. I feel <laughs> yeah. like for some people that it is still kind of linked a bit to like diet culture and there can be some like assumptions or criticisms made or like snide remarks if someone just wants to eat a delicious salad, regardless of what's in it, because salads are so diverse, like you can have all kinds of amazing things. It's like long gone are the days of like a lettuce and cucumber and tomato situation. Totally. And I think so much of that is about the word salad as well. And I think if you like, if you think about something on a restaurant menu, which is just listing a lot of delicious ingredients and it doesn't say the word salad anymore. I think it's much easier to sell those things, to have people buy those things, to have people being excited about those things without having that kind of weird thought about that being a diet thing. Of course. I think that diet thing is so related to like what we're talking about with Homer Simpson and Jerry Seinfeld. It's like totally. You would only eat that in an instance where you're depriving yourself yeah. Of something more tasty or something more calorific. Yes, and it needn't be but a deprivation. <laughs> I do have a text from the Arthur. The future is great, delicious salads. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. The future is great, delicious salads. We've also got a text, Nick Jordan from Arthur in Gladesville, saying one of my favorite salads is lettuce, cracked salt, and lashings of olive oil. I love an olive oil based oh, dressing. My. God, that's so historically interesting, Arthur. <laughs> if you're just tuning in. That was in... probably like really early salads. That's what they would have looked like. <laughs> yeah, totally. I feel like it's really taking it back to basics. Please text us your uh, favourite salad, 0409 945 945. Nick, do you have a favourite salad? Yeah, okay. This is a kind of funny question to answer. I do, but <laughs> the kind of... It's, it's the Hannah salad. We've talked about this on air before. The Hannah salad is like an just random combination of different ingredients that I cook for myself and my partner. And previously, my housemate would make for the three of us a lot, like almost every night of the week. But it has so many different variations. It's more just like a template for a meal. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, is it even a salad? I don't know. We just call it Hannah salad. And I feel like <laughs> I've just this is the most boring answer I should have just picked the salad I like and talked about that because from memory so annoying sometimes. the Hannah salad is like a combination of like roasted veggies right and like rice and other things is that it's, right it's it's almost yeah it's almost always some combination of cooked vegetables raw vegetables protein and carb yes it's hitting all the the art. most common being like some kind of roasted root vegetable rice, um, herbs, and or like lettuce style greens and some kind of canned legume. Delicious. Outside oh, of, so good. Yeah, and it's like ticking a lot of boxes, you know, with the, the rice and also, yeah, the canned legume of choice of the day. <laughs> legume of the oh, day. Yeah. <laughs> is there a more standard salad that you also go to that is less um, bespoke? Someone just texted, by the way, saying anything with pomegranate. Oh, hugely into pomegranate. Just Mm. just such a great textural addition to a salad. I have much more stronger opinions about salads I don't like. Oh, okay. Hit me. Okay. (laughs) So I mentioned this to you yesterday, I think, but 
And I think hopefully I will never see this salad again because, you know, cosmic metal salad future is upon us. But it is baby spinach, bad feta cheese. It's like that black swan brand or whatever it is. And it's like a bit stinky, but like not in a good cheese stink way. Yeah, and rubbery and like too salty and it doesn't have that nice softness. Yeah. And then cranberries and usually some kind of stale nut (laughs) and like, it's not mixed. It's like all the baby spinach is at the top, the rest of the ingredients are at the bottom, and there's no dressing. Sometimes oh. it has quinoa too, and people bring it to picnics and potluck dinners just to show everyone that they hate food and they hate meat. <laughs> it feels like a personal <laughs> attack, Jordan. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think, like, who actually used to make this salad in my life that mm. I'm personally attacking right now? If they're listening, I they're like, well, <laughs> Nick Jordan hates me. <laughs> But like that's the antithesis of good salad to I, me. I feel Where like someone has just thought of I need to bring a salad. What's a salad? I'll just make a salad. And they've Googled like salad recipes or whatever. Mm. And there's I, no effort to make that thing enjoyable. It's just there to be like a foil to other things in the meal. I really feel like a bit of olive oil and salt could fix that situation though. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> um, you know, good point. Oh, people don't season their salads enough. <laughs> it's true people are like oh i'm like give me the salt and the pepper and the olive oil yvonne and Chill asking a good question on the text line nick jordan saying do you think the hobbits eat salad in lord of the rings if so what type yvonne thinks probably a potato salad oh my god i love this question um i like to think that because i have some personal affinity with hobbits i feel like they're my people And I love to eat all things. And I think hobbits would really embrace the like leafy vegetables of the world without putting them into a box. And they would just think these are delicious things. How can we make them delicious? So I think absolutely yes. And they would have an enormous variety of salads just based on what things were growing at the time. That's Mm, what I think. Totally. Great question. Great question, Yvonne in Dulwich Hill. 0409-945-945. Text us. We're talking about salads today. Do you rate them or do you hate them? Text us your answers and your favourite salads. The ladder's arranged, I see it in blue. Don't care what you take, just give me back you. We're talking about salads with Nick Jordan on Snack Time. Good morning to you, Nick. Good morning. We're getting some texts from people telling us all about their favourite kinds of salads. Let me uh, share them with you. Huntsman44 saying, salads are the key to life. Salads lift a heavy dish. Salads make the world a better place. What are your thoughts, Nick? Um, I love the enthusiasm for salad, but I also don't like that the salad is still mentioned in relation to another dish. Like, you know, salads can just stand on their own. They don't need to be a foil for other foods. Mm -hmm. I agree. I think salads can totally take centre stage. Someone else saying, small bag of mixed leaf and a can of chilli tuna mixed in. Sorted. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Well, you know what I will say about a can of tuna? It comes with, you know, if you get it with oil or like the chili, it kind of it dresses the salad, the greenery. It's efficient. It, it, is that a pun, Nick? 
or is that unintentional? Uh, yeah, I, I don't even know what you're talking about. So I guess... Efficient? It was about tuna. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, unintentional pun. Someone else saying nothing better than having a tuna salad in front of a friend that hates the smell of tuna. Yeah, tuna salads are pretty divisive, aren't they? Wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. I had this funny moment at work once where I made I had brought in a salad from my previous night's dinner. Mm. And um, it had... What was it? I can't remember what the other ingredients were, but it had pear and tuna in it. And I was eating this salad happily. I thought it was delicious. And someone came up and they were like, what is that in your salad? And I was describing it to them. And they were like, pear and tuna. <laughs> and then it just absolutely spiraled out of control and became this huge discussion at my workplace about how like absolutely feral my eating habits were. <laughs> I've worked in places where there's been like a ban on tuna in the... What? in like the office area like if someone some people wouldn't go outside to eat and they would eat in the office and it was like a no-go wow that's yeah. crazy full on someone else here scoot from arcadia good to have you on the text line scoot saying my family's go-to salad is anything leafy with a dressing so vinegary that it stings your nostrils <laughs> i've eaten a salad I like, like that, that. <laughs> tangy i'm into it yeah, if you're just tuning in, we're talking salads. We want to know what your favourite one is or your least favourite. 0409 945 945. I love a salad with cheese in it, personally, Nick Jordan. Massively into cheese and salads. I just love that um, extra bit of fattiness. Me it's too. a really good combination to all the bitter things. Totally. Um, I also wanted to talk to you about some you know, family recipes. Oh, yes, yes. I'm so into this. Yeah. And this is so related to my theory of the gold, of us being in the golden age of salad. Mm. Um, Did your family salad have... Salad recipes of the past, yeah. so boring. It's pretty, pretty rubbish. Did your family have like a, a go-to one? That... So I asked my aunt, mm. my mum and my dad and my stepmom, and one certain, like one clear thing across all four of those people was like the commonness of lettuce, tomato and cucumber, sometimes onion, and sometimes like tinned beetroot to go with that. Oh, tinned which would beetroot. Be, Iconic. <laughs> um, either undressed or dressed in mayonnaise and vinegar or just like from whatever dressing in the store. Mm. Yeah. But also it was interesting that all of them said that kind of salads weren't really a common thing either. Like it was the era of meat and three veg. So you had your kind of vegetables just boiled and mm. salads were just like a thing sometimes you had when you're having like a barbecue or something. Mm, something a little bit fancy. I asked my mum too and a similar salad was brought up of this, I guess a garden salad, would you call it? The lettuce, tomato, cucumber, onion, bit of vinegar and uh, olive oil. Also, she said that coleslaw was quite a hit in the 70s. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. really had its heyday. Uh, but another thing... I don't know, they, my great-grandma used to make this, like, curried pasta salad, which was, like, <laughs> pasta cooked in water with curry powder, and then you add, like, sultanas, grated carrot, grated apple, and a few other things that I can't really remember. And then you also put some more curry powder on it, like, after, at the end, like, after you've cooked the pasta and added the stuff in. Wow. Then you, like, kind of dress it with... <laughs> 
It was iconic, though. It featured at every, like, family event. It was like, oh, great-grandma's got the curry pasta salad. I feel like that's a thing in families, hey. So what, what like, as in people were excited to eat it or it was just they were excited because they liked their grandma? You know what? I think... I think it's definitely, when it comes to those kind of family recipes, it's definitely linked more to the person and, like, the memory and the nostalgia and the tradition and, like, of like all of that stuff mm. makes it more special, I think. Because if you look at the dish, it's, like, kind of wild. Like, it's... <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> I haven't eaten it for, like, 10 years. But, like, um, yeah, I feel like some people in the family would still make that and it would be, like, nice because it reminds them of our grandma or our great-grandma too. Nick, we're getting more texts rolling through. Someone saying, also very into fruit with their salad. Another person. Yes. Yeah, I love I love a bit of fruit. Uh, you mentioned pear before. Very, very excellent Yeah, I choice. think sweetness is a really underrated um, addition to a salad. It's actually very, like, uh, historically apt as well. A lot of salads of the past, I mean, like, ages ago, like Greek and Roman salad, medieval salad, almost always had like a sweetener in the dressing because they're obviously their 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 greens were probably much more bitter than ours because they hadn't been like bred to a point where we have them now where they're just like kind of like if you, if you think of like an iceberg lettuce has like no bitterness. anyway yes fruit great great sweetness in the dressing great yeah Len- lena from manly saying mum and dad are european immigrants and we always had would have Greek salad with tomato, kalamata olives, cucumber and feta. But uh, they would also add a can of three beans. Total game changer, allegedly. Mm. My aunt was saying when we were talking about like the prevalence and unexcitingness of the salads of her childhood, just like iceberg lettuce and tomato and onion, maybe undressed. Mm. When she went to Greece on her like, gap year, that would have been a very long time ago, maybe like in the 70s. That was the first time she was ever like, oh, wow, salad is actually can be yum. Because yeah. she had, yeah. With delicious. Like real typical Greek salad yeah. with ingredients that people really cared for and put mm. value in. I do think that that is like, we've talked about quality of ingredients before. And I think that's such a important thing, especially when it's uh, something with, few ingredients, like a caprese salad, for example, you want a really nice basil and really juicy tomatoes. Uh, someone asking Nick, what, yes. the, what the hell is salad cream? That's a great question. What is salad cream? Is oh, that like God. a mayo? I don't even know. I just <laughs> never usually have like that kind of salad dressing. I never really use mayo salad dressing. Like, I don't have an answer for that. Mm. The quality of ingredients thing. I can't remember what the segment was a while ago, but remember we were talking about, maybe when we were talking about dal. Remember I was going on like a diatribe about how people should like care about the quality of their legumes, but people only care about the quality of steak for some reason. Yes, That's I remember so this. the same thing with <laughs> salads. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, does anyone go into the supermarket and they think, how do I get the best greens for my salad? It's just like salad greens are salad greens. They're good for you. I will acquire some, but there's such a huge difference. It's like real changes in the like bitterness and sweetness and texture and intensity of flavor. If you have just like very good quality greens and just a good quality dressing, that can be absolutely delicious. Mm, I totally but crappy agree. olive oil and crappy vinegar and crappy garden salad in a packet from Coles ain't going to be very fun. Mm-mm. I think that's a really good note to 
leave this on, Nick Jordan. Okay. <laughs> We've run out of time, and I think that that is the the, the main lesson from today's salad chat. Uh, I will also let you know someone said blue cheese and pear with some not-so-stale nuts is also a nice combination. We've been talking salads for snack time, uh, and we'll be back next Wednesday for more food chats. See you, Nick. Thank you, Connie. Thank you, listeners. This was produced by FBI Radio in Sydney, fbiradio.com.